Hey, welcome to Ikea, where even this desk is circular. Huh, how so? Looks pretty rectangular to me. It's because we're always looking to repair, reuse, and we love our products, like buying back your Ikea items for store credit. Or shop our as-is section for great deals. You can even order free spare parts. Get on the circular path for a more sustainable future. Still a rectangle. Get started at ikea-usa.com slash circular. Visit ikea-usa.com slash circular for as-is information and buyback and resale terms and conditions. Spare parts not available for all products. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You're listening to an irreverent podcast. For more unholy content from our friends, head to irreverent.fm. Hey friends, it's your girl Josie here with another hot take. Yikes. Um, oh gosh, I don't know why I get so nervous recording these. Anyways, it's fine. Today we're talking about something that I'm also passionate about, which is <laughs> whiteness in ally spaces, whiteness in deconstructed spaces. Yeah, ally spaces is probably the better one, but you know, this is a church podcast, so we're going to be talking about deconstruction too. So, what do I mean? I mean... The fact that even when those of us people of color um, leave church spaces, we get bounced back into white spaces that are not safe for us, regardless of what some people would like us to believe. Uh, and what do I mean? What do I mean? What do I mean? I mean, <laughs> toxicity. That's what I mean. My biggest example today is going to be This notion of resting, resting. (laughs) I've been hearing a lot about this, about um, white people who are trying to be down for the cause, white people who are trying to be activists alongside us, who are trying to advocate for us. They come up with stuff like, and if it's too much for you, if you find that fighting for other people who are not like you is difficult, then take some time to rest. Take some time away from the cause. and da, 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 da. Which, I mean, I'm a huge advocate for mental health. I'm a huge advocate. Well, huge advocate because I am very mentally debilitated. <laughs> I'm very ill. Um, but, you know, it's just rough to hear white people say stuff like this because then those of us who exist in bodies that cannot separate ourselves from the fight who cannot there then say take some time to rest because we have to go out into the world 
um, looking the way we do. And I will be the first to admit that I don't struggle with this as much as other folks. You know, I am pretty white passing due in part to the fact that I never leave my house and go out into the sun like a normal person. But, you know, I'm, I'm white passing. Uh, most people can tell because of my facial structure and other things that this bitch doesn't look that European. Um, you know, that's to my benefit and downfall. Depends on who you ask. But people who especially are of darker complexions, people who are Asian, people who have, you know, defining features don't get to go outside and then take a break. They don't get to rest from the cause because they are the people actively being attacked, you know? I know I'm going to get a lot of people, maybe not a lot. You guys are not very responsive. Which sucks. Maybe because I'm scary. But I know there are going to be people thinking like, oh, but we should all take time to handle our mental health. And if the internet is too scary, then um, if people are attacking us for our beliefs, then we should just take a step back and disengage. And I would argue that you disengaging from the internet is not the same thing as disengaging from the cause. Here's something you have to think about next time you say a phrase like this, because I'm talking kind of like the phrase in itself is toxic because it implies that you're not going to do any work. It implies that you're not going to help us out when something goes to shit. And that not may not be your intention, but that is definitely what we hear coming out of your mouth. So here is a different way to frame it. Um, just tell people that you're not engaging with trolls on the internet because you don't want to because you're affected by it that's great that's fine you should do that but I hope that this is not you also saying that when somebody says something problematic in front of you um whether a person of color is there is not is there or not um that you would speak up and advocate for them because you know that's kind of the point of allyship is real life work, working in the real world to help us fight for equal rights, fight for equal opportunities, fight against prejudice, fight against racism, the whole nine yards. All right, great, perfect, Josie. Thank you so much for helping me reframe the way I say things. But I'm also here to talk about reframing the way we do things, especially in the deconstructed space. There's a lot of assumptions that go around. I recently did an episode with my friend Mo Dominguez and we talked about not really feeling like we belong in white evangelical spaces or belonged because we don't participate anymore. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that people just continue to treat everyone as a monolith, even in churches, even in the deconstructed spaces. I'm sorry. I don't know all your references. Yeah, I've watched VeggieTales. But I also don't know your really obscure musicians that suck anyways. And I know a lot of CCM music from back in the day. Not so much now. but And most of that is because my dad spoke English. He studied in an after school, after work program, after school program. Um, to learn English and he is a lover of music so anything that sounded cool that sounded good to him in the CCM spaces he listened to and unfortunately he also developed some you know loyalty to certain people like 
the first Toby Mac album, I stand by it. I love it. To this day, I'll pop it on. Remember singing in the car with my dad and him telling me to find the different harmonies and blah, blah, blah. Cute. Love it. Albums did not get better after that, and he continued to listen to them. Um, You know, that's neither here nor there. But it's just, you don't... (laughs) I'm having a hard time not getting like super upset about this, which is funny because it's just music. Um, But, you know, like this is just one kind of microaggression against people. And I'm Latin, so I speak a different language. But also there are Korean Christians. There are Chinese Christians. There are Japanese Christians. I don't know why I'm sticking to Asia, but I think because they're the ones that I think are the coolest. Anyways, all that to say african christians there's lots of different cultures that are represented in christianity with lots of different music lots of different jokes so the assumption that we all kind of get what you're talking about is not not kosher not cute um are we allowed to say kosher i don't know sorry my jewish friends if i should be i don't know i'll ask it's rough out here friends for those of us who did not grow up in white evangelical spaces the entire time and that would be like me assuming that you know who marcos wit is or um, jesus adrian romero that you would know all of their songs that you would relate to their lyrics that you would relate to the problematicness of our prophets and our mega church pastors my parents' pastor, for example, you probably didn't know this. He is the most famous pastor in Latin America who has a mega church in Anaheim, California, for whatever goddamn reason. And the thing, I mean, he's fine, generally. I don't really pay attention to him. He's not that problematic. But I will say that my dad told me once, whether this is true or not, that he has a partnership with Hugo Boss. Um, and all that means is that Hugo Boss, I guess, gives him suits to wear for the Sunday stream. And for those of you who don't know, Hugo Boss was a Nazi. He designed the Nazi uniforms. That's why they look so suave, (laughs) despite their cruelty and inhumanity. See, you didn't know that. Well, you white people didn't know that. And but I wouldn't assume that you would just because it's in Christian media. It is a Christian person, Christian mega pastor known to millions and millions of people in Latin America. And this is part of allyship that's harder. It's more nuanced, but kind of explaining yourselves and (laughs) just not making jokes that you in rooms that you think everyone's going to understand when you clearly see people who are not around. Um, like for example, Kirk Franklin had this huge, controversy when he started making some more eclectic music I guess you could say it's not that it's not problematic in any way but it was problematic for plenty of conservative white evangelicals um especially the fundies I didn't know that until I was an adult because in my church we were singing Kirk Franklin we didn't I still don't really completely know what the beef is um but people bring it up often like it's um shining beacon of why evangelicalism sucks and it's just not really kind to those of us who don't know what's going on and I know it's not everybody's responsibility to educate 
but that kind of only applies to people of color, I think. Like, white people, you should definitely be educating us on your uh, cultures because we don't understand. I don't get it. I, gosh, it's real rough. That being said, I am married to a white person who grew up Mormon, so he doesn't assume that I know all the Mormon things, you know? That is kind of like a subset of humanity. Um... I don't know what funeral potatoes are to the Mormons. I didn't know that Mormon people don't have fancy weddings. I didn't know that Mormon people, like, have the church plan the funeral or help plan the funeral and have the food. And, like, there's just so many different little nuances in uh, religious spaces that we should definitely try to be more accommodating to when explaining. And this kind of goes back to this whole idea of not resting, right? Like, sure, it's not my responsibility to educate people on brown people and immigration and all this shit, right? I choose to do so because I feel like it will help me and my people in the long run. So white people should probably not really take time to rest from educating us about white evangelicalism. I mean, y'all are the ones that know the ins and outs of why it's problematic. Um, We were never fully accepted into these spaces enough. I mean, we know, right? Like, we get the gist. We know, like, the main points. But I never participated in a true love waits thing. They didn't really open those up to my community. Um, And maybe that's just because I lived in the hood in Southern California. But I, I, I mean, I don't know what was going on in the rest of the country. But the Bible Belt is the Bible Belt for a reason. Um, And a lot of, like, (laughs) like, the fashion sense, like, you guys have a specific fashion sense that even conservative Latin people don't follow all the time. Like, I'm talking fundy spaces. Um, Or, for example, like, I don't know a whole ton about black churches, like the quintessential black church. I have seen media about it. I have... I follow creators about it, but I don't know the nuances. And I, as somebody who is not black, I'm trying to do the work to understand. Um, and I'm grateful for people who, black creators who are educating us. But here is the difference with this, is that white people rule the world. <laughs> That's pretty unfortunate, but kind of the reality. Um, so if you want to help us topple systems of oppression, you have to help us understand the ins and outs of your culture, the ins and outs of what is going down at the top of the world. So we can make plans, create secret networks, and kind of fuck shit up, you know? like I, That's more of my dystopian burn down the world ideas. But it kind of stands. Like, we're not going to know how to fix the problem if we don't know the ins and outs of the problem. So you should not say shit like, I need time to rest from educating people. Because this is, you were born into the privilege and that privilege kind of makes it that so you have to help the rest of us out, okay? If you call yourself a true ally anyway, um, and maybe you're not a true ally, maybe you don't want to be in the fight. And that's fucked up, but I mean, it is a, it is a, it is a take, um, it is a, 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 a point to stand on, I suppose. But then, you know, comes the, the rub of calling yourself an ally when you're not truly an ally. Being an ally is work. It's not just cute. Like, oh, yeah, I have no problem with brown people. Yeah, I have no problem with gay people. 
okay, thanks for not being an asshole, I guess, but you're not an ally just for not hating us. An ally actively works against systems of oppression that keep the rest of us down. Um, so maybe this is a call to kind of fuck with the word ally, you know, like don't, (laughs) please don't, don't call yourself an ally if you're not really going to do the work. And I mean, I'm going to be honest, I understand that lots of people don't have the mental fortitude and that's not like a diss, it's just kind of the reality or the confidence or levels of intelligence and the ability to debate or whatever, whatever, like, right, I get not everybody feels called to fight the world or whatever, take over the world like me um, and others, but also don't really get in our way saying things like I need to rest or I can't pay attention to that to people who are like talking about these sorts of issues is kind of getting in our way. Um, and I would argue that the deconstruction community really needs to take a hard look at themselves and kind of assess how they can be better towards people of color, people of different denominations, people who grew up in a Christian church but wouldn't necessarily call themselves evangelical, who have different levels of trauma, like the Catholic church, full of trauma, not evangelical. You should probably ask or get to know or inform yourself and how you can be more welcoming for people who just have different types of trauma. And this is all about being trauma-informed, right? Like not you know, reactivating those of us who grew up in these spaces where we didn't feel seen, we didn't feel accepted, we felt like we had to give up our identities um, for the sake of fitting into the kingdom of God. Uh, You should really think about how we cannot do that anymore, is what I'm trying to say. Because, yeah, I... I'm sorry. I'm just gonna go ahead and call it out. The deconstruction community is... can be deeply problematic. Like... In my episode with Mo, I was saying that sometimes they tokenize one brown creator and that's the final word on all brown deconstructed people. And I will be the first to say that I don't agree with all brown people. There's brown Trump supporters. Um, Definitely don't agree with them. We are not a monolith. You cannot just subscribe one person, uh, assign one person as the end-all be-all deacon of the deconstructed community for brown people you should listen to a variety of our voices you should listen to those of us who are ugly those of us who are not a size zero those of us who you know have a different opinions and different takes on things because that's kind of the whole point of deconstructing don't you think so what can white people do um while they rest to be an ally well when your grandpa or your grandma says something racist, you should say something. And ugh, people are going to be like, yeah, they respect your elders, Chelsea. You don't have to be a dick about it. I have had plenty of old people say racist shit to me and I call it out in appropriate ways. Like, ugh, grandpa, not all of us brown people are like that. What the heck? I could be funny about it. You just say something. Make them know that it is absolutely unacceptable um, to you and the progressing world at large. If somebody says something homophobic, say, hmm, that was homophobic. And move on if you need to, but just say something. 
if somebody is like belittling i don't know you know just be a kinder person out in the world if you can't be a kinder person on the internet yeah i don't like fighting with my aunts and uncles on facebook either so i don't i unfriended them because quite frankly their views are problematic um i like to fight with strangers on the internet because that is a wonderful pastime but in person i don't let anything slide and maybe again that's just my personality i don't really mind if people hate me but i would argue that you shouldn't mind that people hate you too especially for being an ally to people who need allies who need to be uplifted in the world who need to be um not oppressed you know like you can tell your family that immigration sucks i think you should you should really look into immigration actually i'm pretty passionate about this as a victim of the immigration system but that's just an aside yeah the deconstruction space is really white and i would love to talk to another person of color about this specific topic the white even ex-evangelical space um on the podcast on a regular episode so if that is you please message me on instagram um i would say email me but i'm really bad at checking the email so don't do that um message me on instagram would love to have you i would love to bitch about this with you be a good ally or don't claim to be an ally at all um you can find me this concludes this topic this hot take by the way it's 20 minutes that's enough right right uh so you can find me at josie takes the world you can find the podcast at speaking in church um you probably want to follow the podcast my personal page is a lot of me crocheting um that's about it a lot of dogs too actually so i mean follow the page um if you know someone who wants to be on the podcast for any variety of topics or if you want to be on the podcast again dm me you don't have to just be a person of color talking about why white people suck um we have merch on the link in the link in my bio my speaking in church bio sorry i'm getting all confused uh we have a tip jar i do this podcast for free and i will continue to do it for free but if you would like to help me buy a new pair of headphones because these ones are really crapping out on me then you could do that uh via the link in the bio again okay that's it if you have any hot take suggestions, send them my way. I want to record more of the more more of these. Okay. Bye. Stay with your get woke. This has been an irreverent media podcast.